Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TV had a static snow-covered channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. With me is the lover of all molten lava cakes and El Jefe, Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. Hola. And dusting my huevos when cords starch every day, I'm Scotty Moe. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> this week's episode, we'll get right into it. Uh, do I say the quote at the top, or does that going to go into the episode description, you think? Uh, uh, I'll... Oh, no, it's all going shits downhill right now. Oh, man, was that, uh, was that the uh, Burt's Bees? Mm-hmm, Burt's Bees. Bees. I've had my Burt's Bees for three years. I've used it that long. <laughs> Ew, that's probably not good. I, I mean, it still works, and it still smells and tastes like vanilla bean, so there we go. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll, 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 I'll dabble in. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The quote itself is, uh, it says, I may not do everything great in my life, but I'm good at this. I manage to touch people's lives with what I do. And I want to share this with you. Uh, that quote got me pretty hard after rewatching this. So, uh, but I guess we should, I guess I'm going to take reins on this one. This was my choice for this yep. week. Corey's uh, going to the get God every this... episode. He's going to cry every episode. If he doesn't cry, it's not a good podcast. God damn, I did fucking cry when I watched this. But anyway, uh, so this, uh, we are watching Chef this week. Uh, the, the theme of March is I came up with the idea of we would each pick a movie that is that represent that we feel like represents something that we love pretty well, because there's some movies that are like, especially in this vein, because I love culinary uh, I just love culinary stuff, and that's my passion. And I feel like this movie represents that pretty well, better than like the movie No Reservations or something with Catherine Zeta-Jones or something like that. So, oh, you aren't a fan of the movie Waiting, starring Ryan Reynolds? I, I like it because it's that. funny. What, or wait, have you seen that? Someone else? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Someone everybody that works in a franchise food business should watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but no, it's not on the same level as this movie is. Uh, no. But for people that don't, that don't know, uh, th there are many movies called Chefs. So this is mm -hmm. specifically the 2014 version uh, directed by John Favreau. And the synopsis of the movie is a head chef quits his restaurant job and buys a food truck in an effort to reclaim his creative promise while piecing back together his estranged family. Um, Where do we watch this story? Uh, you can watch this on many places. I watched it on YouTube. It is also on, uh, of course, rental fee for that. But yep, YouTube, it used to be on Netflix, but it got taken off of Netflix. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere for free. I had to rent no. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, because... I rented it for four bucks for, from YouTube. Yeah, for two days. But I thought, I walked into my living room. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to sit down. I got it's like noon. I got time on my lunch break. I, you know, take a long lunch today. Sit down, watch this Blu-ray because I'm I watched it when I lived with my buddy Fox when we mm -hmm. lived together. Apparently he bought it and <laughs> I didn't. 
So, <laughs> yeah. But guess who bought a copy right after he watched it? It was me. Oh, uh, that's like me with Groundhog Day. Every year I'm like, I fucking own this movie. Where is it? Like, I know I've watched this with commentary, but for three years straight, I haven't been able to find my DVD. So. Is that ironic or coincidental? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> gotta as get ironic as that song. Yeah, right? Not, it just sucks. Uh, <laughs> hey, you shut up about Jagged yeah, Little Pill. I, uh, that was yeah. a different song. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. All right. Well, it is directed by John Favreau, written and directed by John Favreau. And for people that don't know who John Favreau is, most recently he's been pretty popular with the uh, the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, directing many of the episodes of that series. He also directed and produced many of uh, a couple of the Iron Man movies. He's been producer on many of the Marvel movies. But way before then. Uh, he was a young director. He directed the movie Swingers that has Vince Vaughn in it. And he actually uh, he was in it as well. I believe he was in the movie Rudy that has Sean, uh, not Sean Penn, uh, Sean. What's his name? Goonies. Sam from Lord of the Rings. Sean As Austin Aston. Sh Sean Aston. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. So he's been in the game probably since the early 90s. Uh, I, but I will go ahead. I think I probably most of our generation maybe was introduced to him through the movie PCU because that was pretty much on rotation on Comedy Central. I yeah, there was a dude that, that majored one. in Game Boy. Man, I did not know that. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not held up. Or probably, most movies that are made to represent college life have not aged well. Uh, but yeah, I remember I think PCU. Animal House. Yeah, it's still a funny movie, but I don't know if it aged well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, also, I want to make of note, I'll get into the cast here in a second. But the other person of uh, note that I will go into detail a little bit later is uh, the culinary consultant and instructor to Favreau on this movie was Roy Choi. Uh, for people that don't know who Roy Choi is, he is an American chef. Uh, and just a quick thing I'll say is he is credited as the original architect and, uh, basically like the father of the modern food truck movement. Oh. Like he, he is the reason he, so in the movie, we'll go into the movie, but the movie uses a lot of food truck social media. Mm -hmm. And he was credited with being able to basically one of the first chefs to do that mm. and to be like, Hey, because his trucks are not in the same place in L.A. all the time. They mm -hmm. use social media to be like, hey, we're going to be over here on the corner of this street and this street for the next four hours. Come and get it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I'll, we'll go into a little bit more of that. Uh, the cast, we'll run through it. A lot of these names, we're not going to have to really tell of any other movies they were in because there's some bitty, pretty big hits. Uh, of course, we have John Favreau, who plays Carl Casper in the movie. We have Sofia Vergara, who plays uh, Nez. I think it's, it's pronounced Inez, or it's it's spelled Inez, but I think they just call her Nez in the movie. Yeah, uh, she's one of the moms from uh, Modern Family. Mm -hmm. I believe she's the one that's married to Al Bundy. I don't know the guy's real sure. name, <laughs> but I think so. <laughs> uh, we have MJ Anthony who plays the little boy Percy. He is most notable for I believe Favreau and Johan Scarlett Johansson worked with him on the Jungle Book uh, live adaptation. Oh, okay. and. He was in The Jungle Book. He was in Chef, of course. He was in the Krampus movie, which I've heard uh, is actually pretty that's good. That's where I knew him from. It's okay. Yeah. And then he was also in Bad Moms, but I'm good wow. on that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, 
we also have John Leguizamo, most notably for his role of Land of the Dead. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're thinking and of Spawn, I think. The clown. Spawn. Oh, yeah, he plays the Violator. Uh, he's mm-hmm. also in the Mario Brothers movie, the original one with, what's his name from uh, Roger Rabbit? Yep. Bob Hoskins. Yep. There you go. Bob Hoskins. There you go. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is also in this movie. She plays Molly. We have Oliver Platt, who plays uh, the food critic Ramsey uh, Mitchell. I'm going to say Mitchell. Uh, he's most notably for Lake Placid. And uh, he's on a TV show recently that my wife has been watching called Chicago Med. And uh, he's uh, he's one of those faces where you're just like, I know that guy, but that's about it. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I thought I knew him, but the more you the more I look at what he's in, the less I realize I know him. Right. So I don't know. Uh, don't be like my wife. She's like, oh, yeah, that's Olive or that's uh, that's Patton o- or some Oswald. And I was like. Honey, that is, uh, she goes, wait, she caught herself before I said anything. She goes, wait a minute. And I was like, okay, she got it. So she corrected How? herself. <laughs> Where? Wow. She's on a new medication, so. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. That makes her think all white guys are the same. I mean, you don't have to be on a medication for that. So. Hmm. And then, uh, of Speaking course, of- uh, we have, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, plays Marvin. And we also have Dustin Hoffman, who plays Reva. Uh, if you just listened to that, yes, this was made around the time Iron Man was getting getting big and mm-hmm. the Marvel movies were taking off. So there's many, uh, many actors from those movies. I mean, even the weekend that this movie released, the Winter Soldier came out. So, oh, OK. Oh, they were well on the oh, way this, then. This wasn't the beginning. Oh, yeah. Favreau has uh, when I saw the budget for or when I saw the opening weekend for this movie, I was like, ooh. Uh, but anyway. We'll go into the box office and the earnings real quick. We're just going to get through all the uh, the base stuff, and then we'll talk about the movie itself. So mm-hmm. uh, the budget was estimated $11 million. Uh, opening weekend, which the movie came out on May 9th, 2014. Uh, the weekend, it only grossed $204,000, about $205,000. And uh, that's pretty low with uh, these big actors in it. But the all gross quoting, worldwide... Yeah. I was going to say, all you're quoting is each actor's paycheck anymore in a fucking Marvel movie. Basically. Also, I had an extra four in that Paid. gross worldwide. Yeah. Uh, and then, But the gross worldwide, uh, worldwide was uh, about 48500000 So it was a success. Like, it made, you know, quadruple what it was cost to make it. So, but yeah, when you think about $11 million for to have Scarlett Johansson, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Dustin Hoffman, like, these big actors in it so maybe they didn't get as big of paychecks as we thought maybe but maybe. i agree with your sentiment from earlier yes <laughs> yeah. uh but we'll go into the weekend numbers because you're like why did it do so poorly well it was going up against uh the number one movie of the weekend was neighbors Oof. and then yeah that was basically you know the movie where uh, Adam Sandler just wanted to go to Hawaii with his friends. That's basically what it was. What? <laughs> so. That's not that movie at all. Oh, That's... wait, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Grown Ups. My bad. Neighbors. Oh, I see Neighbors. I actually, Neighbors was okay. It was not a movie I'd go to That's the theater. That's Seth Rogen and Zach. Yeah, What's his yeah, yeah. Name? I was completely wrong. All right, I'm allowed to do that sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, uh, yeah. Oliver, Oliver Platt, you know, the other yeah. guy. Pat and Oswald Platt. Pat and Oswald, they're all the same. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> we also have, uh, the amazing Spider-Man two, uh, Captain America, the winter soldier. I'm just hitting some other big ones on here. The grand Budapest hotel. God's not dead. 
but then we go all the way down here, and Chef is at number 17 on its opening uh, Excuse weekend, me, so that, you missed the Lego movie. That, yeah, Everything I don't know if that was... Yeah, I don't know if it was an opening weekend for that movie, but it was still in rotation, so it it made even more money than uh, than Chef did, uh, which is unfortunate. But like I said, it's still a successful movie overall. Oh, and the new uh, RoboCop was in rotation. Wow, that exp- all like I had I have seen. I'm just going down looking at the weekend here. Amazing Spider Man that I saw that opening weekend. So there you go. But like, yep. I definitely saw Winter Man Soldier. Two. I definitely saw uh, Lego Movie. Uh, I like the Winter Soldier. I thought there was another one on here I saw in theaters, but maybe not. Um, uh, yeah, there's that's uh, a, good... a 300 movie was out this weekend. I, I <laughs> didn't care about that. I didn't see RoboCop in theater. That one, man, the original is so much better than that remake they tried. I mean, it's Paul Verhoeven. Like, of course. <laughs> It's just not as good. Um, well, when that movie got announced, which that could be another episode, but when that movie got announced, I just went, why? <laughs> like, yeah, I think if we were to do something like that, we would have to have a uh, like comparison old versus new thing. Because, yeah, that's a that's a segment I would like it's possibility to visit because there's there's many there's many uh, in the library that we could choose from. So, yeah. So anyway, the month of what was this? May was stacked. Usually summers. Summer's hit or miss, really, but you know, this yeah. was a big. This was summer. the beginning of the summer too, so right. Uh, but that's really the rundown on the basic facts. Like we'll go into some more facts and trivia after we give our rundown of the movie. But uh, I guess Scotty, I can indulge in this. I want to. I want to know your thoughts on the movie first. I want to know your thoughts on the movie. Come uh, on, man. <laughs> uh huh. Um. I my first note here is market with the kid kettle corn, uh, right? <laughs> no, Did you think my, of me? <laughs> no, not at all. Because I kettle corn is like that. My mom used to love kettle corn. If there was kettle corn somewhere, she got it. Um, mm-hmm. That's a maybe that's a Western PA thing too. Like with all the dumb fairs we have with all the Amish people we live around. Um, oh yeah, that's possible. But uh, and you know, other notable thing, Mister Bone Tangles. Um, <laughs> you love that, that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I can see why you like this movie. It's it's a good movie. I did. Um, we we started watching it uh, with dinner, and um, and uh, beca- partially because I have to. Uh, this happens with any podcast or anything I do. Is I take two thorough of notes and don't enjoy things so um you know as i thought it'd be fine if we start the movie and and i eat dinner or we we eat while we're watching it and i can just pick up notes when we finish eating um which was good because i well but also this is a movie that's probably kind of hard to take notes with i feel because it is so entertaining but also unless you're gonna (laughs) talk about like everything he makes and like how he's folding cheeses or something it's not you're not gonna you know, don't quiz the class on this, but so that's me uh, over here. So, (laughs) okay. Um, but so I, uh, but I caught myself not really taking many notes, which is good because I was just absorbing it. Um, Mm -hmm. but I liked it overall. Uh, I think, I, I think I, it probably had majorly to do with the cast because, um, as much as I have gone back and forth on John Leguizamo, I enjoy watching him, even whether he's a piece he's of shit or whether he's like the he's a very good. I can't see him being a leading role, but I haven't seen the pest. 
but he's Oof. a very good supporting actor. Yes. Um, and he's yeah. a good character. Like he can get into like he's a very specific character in this movie. He's a very kind of specific character, even in the Land of the Dead movie, like all of that stuff. So like he's he's not a bad actor. Like he's, no, he's, he's able not a bad to do actor. his he's roles. A, he's a good actor. I did write down uh, one of his lines here was uh, near the end where he goes, that was a lot of talking and not you punching him. What happened? Yeah, <laughs> so it was pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like if you'd want anyone on your side in, in a in some sort of brawl that breaks out, it'd be him because he'd be like the squirrely guy. But uh, oh yeah, I've got a friend that's like that where you're just like he can be an asshole, but you want him on your side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was enjoyable. It it was um, it it was interesting. It's interesting for two reasons that you chose this movie. One because there is like exposition, and then nothing in terms of story for the rest of the movie but that means uh oh it's a slice of life movie and i know you do yeah. not care for those types of things typically uh at least with yeah anime. Uh, you've shrugged off every slice of life i've recommended to you guys elsewhere in another podcast yeah it's tough world, for me but... it's tough for me to get into slice of life animes yeah. uh movies are you probably in listeners too are probably realizing like yeah, I have a very like, oh, this is definitely like a Corey movie. Uh, but when if you don't know my background with culinary and how much it means to me, you wouldn't think at first glance like, oh, why did they choose this? This is weird. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have the, aff- not the affiliation, but the affinity of everything that's going on culinary wise in this movie, it's very, it's a very cookie cutter, happy go lucky movie. Yeah. Well, that what I was going to say is because I don't know. I didn't know what slice of life was until uh, people told me that I was watching those kinds of anime. Um, so mm-hmm. for those that don't know, slice of life, when you're talking about anime, it means there's not really a villain. There's not really strife going on. There's just yeah. kind of a common goal amongst uh, people just hanging out, whether it's yeah. high school girls or whether it's dumb college kids or whether it's maybe a small love tension but yeah you know nothing just too big dudes in a band or something um but Heck, mongolian uh, chop squad so. <laughs> exactly but the but I when do you like say but when you say a movie is a slice of life movie it's like uh isn't it just a drama and yeah kind of but um but it's more um more uh lighthearted than that because like because mm-hmm. i like dramas and because I had it's to not like for Requiem for a Dream or anything. <laughs> that's no, I wouldn't even call that a drama. That's like some no. other thing. Um, so, yeah, but but that in mind, um, this movie, the reason I say all that is because this movie's still entertaining, even though arguably nothing's happening a lot of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's because more than anything, they know how to film food. And that is the key with this. Yes, because it was it was like, I don't I'm not a foodie and I do not care or, and not that I don't care. I appreciate the effort that goes into meals and stuff and preparation, but I have never had the patience to do any of that. And I have worked in a restaurant. I bust tables for a year and a half and, uh, well, more accurately, two summers, basically, on and off. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, we all went from, it went from <laughs> a summer to a summer, but it, so it wasn't, it, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. it was a long time. And bussing, and then I got pushed onto dishing one day, and then I got slowly pushed over to the expo and i was like oh no 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 i gotta go i gotta go to college sorry um yeah but uh i say that because i lead into i saw exactly who i did not want to be and i was like i gotta get out of the restaurant 
business and then i went into retail dumbass yeah um, look i'm just saying the minute you turn 18 you either got to get a restaurant job or a retail job to understand and like basically form a good opinion for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah but that that in mind though you know i'll stand by this because uh it's just a good way to see the world um I still believe that every person should work in public services, be it retail or a restaurant, yes. for a solid year so that you can see the different seasons. And you might say, well, Scott, what if you're living in Florida? I'll say, well, you're dumb. Because there's still different seasons. There's quarters of the year that people yeah. still are different yeah. people throughout. So that's uh, that's why I throw all that out there to know that I have a gist of how the food world works. Not on your level, obviously, but still. Right. Um, but you realize it just wasn't your thing. And, want that moment of telling your boss to fuck right off so yeah. which i will say that i will uh, say like slight complaint is how distinguishedly no how distinguished of a person john favreau acts when he quits because i would think that that would be the first major explosion you know mm -hmm. of his character but instead he just leaves it builds up for the food critic is what really pushes him over the edge yeah which which so. makes sense too because he it, it was weird to me that he went home and made a meal like i mean i understand wanting to use the products that he just got for his for work mm -hmm. um but i thought that he was gonna like snazzy all that up and just straight up bring it to the fucking restaurant instead of you know happened. when i was watching it because i've seen this movie before this viewing but i thought i was like right. oh does he does he <laughs> bring a dish because i know of the meltdown scene i know well, all about also, that there was just a lot of footage of him prepping a meal for himself instead of unless they wanted to do I a think, bait and switch i think what it was is he wanted to prove that himself to himself that he could he could do it he, right so he's yeah we're gonna make it anyway uh that makes sense so I th it, this movie is very much I don't want to break this movie scene by scene because like you said not a whole lot happens with it like it's 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 traveling to places and you know seeing like a father and son bond being created because I mean John Favreau for the the beginning of the movie breaks it down John Favreau plays a character named uh, Carl Casper he is a distinguished chef he works in he's an executive chef of the restaurant uh, Gallo, I believe. Uh, it's based in L.A. It is owned by Dustin Hoffman's character, Riva. So you kind of see the, like, oh, so John Favreau doesn't own this restaurant. He just works at it, even though he is executive chef. There is still someone technically above him. Mm -hmm. And you see that he has a crew. I love, I love John Leguizamo, and I love the other character. He plays Tony. Uh, it's the actor Bobby Can Canaval. I don't know. I mean, he's might have been in some other stuff, but I like those two characters. They're two very good supporting actors or supporting actors. Mm -hmm. And uh, but you see that there is some strife and struggle because it's just like Riva wants his menu that has been around for years that yeah. works. It pulls in money. He said, hey, we're going to use this menu, but we got the food critic coming tonight. And it's 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 the doing everything by the book because it makes you money versus the creative soul is yeah. what it is. And yeah. the movie hit me. I, I cried twice during this movie just because there are a lot of things in this movie that are pertaining specifically to my life right now. And just the immense joy that you see that starts to build once. Cause he's like for the whole thing, he's like, I'm a chef. Why am I? Cause his wife, his ex-wife is like, you should get a food truck so you can be your own boss. And he's like, I am a chef. I do not run a food truck. Mm -hmm. He goes, I am in a kitchen. 
Mm-hmm. And you start to see that that mentality changes once he does. He's like, he, I mean, he's at his down. He's at his lowest. Like one of the lines that stuck out to me is he's having a one-on-one dialogue with Scarlett Johansson's character, Molly, who is Molly is basically like the head, like Those front of the house. No sense, but yeah. And all that stuff. But I mean, he's having this theme or yeah. I guess I was well, happier this... that it was not them out smoking fucking cigarettes because that's half the reason people start smoking is just get out of the restaurant. But they were blazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was and this was all it wasn't during like service. So this was them at the bar afterwards. Oh, so... that I thought you meant outside in the parking lot or whatever. Well, so she, he's having a dialogue with her after he basically quits because he's tired of not being able to be creative. And you mm-hmm. see that he is creative. And I'm seeing like my culinary brain i'm just like oh he's putting pickle the red onions on that he's using some of this and that and that so it's like it feels good for me to be able to identify that stuff but he has a scene where he says i've always known what to do and now i don't know what to do Mm -hmm. and that hit me really really hard and i was just like because that's how most of my life has been i've always been like if i'm working in the now but i have a game plan on what's going on within the next you know couple weeks next month next year yeah uh but I've had during this time, I've had like, I, I guess you could say like a not a, so much as a breakdown, but as a uh, reassessing of my career that I'm currently in. And well, in this, he hit a plateau. And I think you that's similar to what you're saying. Just not so much working out, but you get too comfortable and then you don't want to mm-hmm. budge. Yeah. So. Uh, but that and uh, the scene where I, I quoted earlier from uh, I like this scene once he does get the food truck and John Leguizamo's character shows up. He's like, hey, I'm here to be here because you need me. And you're just like, yeah, he that does. So need fucking him, weird. But I mean, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then like he's there. So what they're doing, they have their food truck set up and uh, they're basically. Pay they're paying the people that help them put all their heavy equipment into the food truck with food. They're like, hey, we're going to make you guys all this food. No free of charge. We got cervezas, all that stuff. And uh, Percy's character, he, he he accidentally burns one of the Cubanos. And uh, John Favreau's character says, hey, 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 this is burned. And he goes, what? They're not paying uh, for it anyway. We can just give clarity, it to him. Clarity, clarity, Percy is his child, the boy. We're just going to yes. call him the boy or something because Percy sounds like a much more grown-up name yeah. than a child. So. Yeah, and it's also, sad. also to just a quick rundown. Of course, John Favreau or Carl's Carl Casper's so into his work that he's not a good father. Uh, yeah, we kind of skipped that. Son, yeah, he has his son like every other week, and it's very like, "Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do this." All right, I'm dropping him back off because I got to go to work. Right, and uh, he starts to ease up on that a little bit once Hard they, worker, they bad father. His son wants to hang out with his dad. Yeah, basically. And they get this food truck in Miami and they're going to drive it across country back to L.A. and they're going to hit spots on the way back. And but going back to that scene where he accidentally burns one of the Cubanos and he said, well, what? They're not paying for it. So who cares? Mm -hmm. And you see that look that John Leguizamo and John Favreau give each other. And so he takes uh, he says, hey, step out back with me real quick. So they get off the food truck and he he asks him, he says, like, do you want to be here? And he goes, yeah, I want to be here. And then the line is, I may not do everything great in my life, but I'm good at this. I manage to touch people's lives with what I do, and I want to share this with you. That's John Favreau talking to uh, MJ Anthony's character. Dad to boy. Dad to boy, and you're just that. <laughs> that hit me so hard. Like that mm-hmm. hit so hard because there are. I mean, I I know a conversation with your cats, right? No. no. <laughs> I, I've not had that conversation with anybody, but I have that same feeling where I know I'm 
I feel like I am kind of like a jack of all trades. Like I can learn how to do something. Mm-hmm. Like if you teach me how to do it, I can do it. But I know because there's not many things in my life where I like I know I'm good at this. Even if I mess something up, I still know that I am good at this. And it has taken me about 12 years to realize that I am good at this. And that hit me very, very hard. And that's when I, that's the first crying is when it Mm -hmm. happened. (laughs) Like, I was just like, it just hit me at the right time. Some people, listeners might be like, ah, what? Like, but I implore you to whatever your passion is, think about having that same, that same statement, but with your passion. I, I, I said it to you, like you, with your like music, Mm-hmm. Like, cause music is very big for you. So I, I mean, I'm not talking for you, but I would imagine that this is kind of the same thing when you're on, I have a good set um, or something like that. My quote equivalent to that was, uh, when I was in college and majoring in music, thinking that I was going to be a teacher, um, spoilers, majoring in music is about equivalent to trying to get going to medical school. Um, yeah. but, uh, when I was doing different things, I was at my church back home and the choir director at the time, um, the best advice that anyone has given me out of the blue, cause he had it fucking ready. I don't know if my mic picked up my snap of the fingers, but he said, uh, he said, play like you're going to die the second you walk off stage. So, Ooh, so that's, that's what I do. good. That's what I do. And, yeah. uh, as my, the bassist in my old band has said, when people ask how I am at drums, cause I'm a tiny guy, he just goes, he plays loud and fast. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like, hey, I'm here and I'm going to make you know that I'm here. Yeah. So, so yeah, and that's, that's my, but that's, I can relate to that is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the same mentality is just like, and I think that's human nature is where everyone wants to be like, well, nowadays everyone just gets on Twitter, but right. yeah, there are still a select few that are like, that's not like, I want people to know that I'm here through my craft. Mm hmm. Right. And like I said, it's taken, I'm, I'm tearing up right now. It's taken a long time for me to realize that, but I will tell you listeners that it feels amazing when you, when you become to fruition that you're like, this is what I'm going to do. This is, I know this is what I have to do with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just the first step. Yeah. Admitting it- that is the first step. I don't know that that happened. I think that happens about a third into the movie. I don't know. It's it's if I had a complaint about this movie, it's that like the key moments, it doesn't let his link it linger as much as it probably should. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I mean, it's already a two hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it could. It probably could have been shorter. But um, I think that they could have done something with the boy, uh, the son, like not getting it as quickly as he did, I guess. I just don't. Mm-hmm. But in my eyes, I'm so used to kids being shitty, especially in like not showing interest in what their parents do and not wanting to fall in yeah. their footsteps because that's like almost not cool, you know. But yeah. um, well, I think so he was I, so starved for his father's attention that he was just like anything yeah, that can get us together. It was yeah, it was that. But I I think I don't know. I, it took me. The quote is a powerful quote, but the kid's reaction took me out of it a little bit because yeah, I he's didn't just like think, eh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that he would catch on and he doesn't exactly catch on right away but you do see that that's like the first click and everything but you know i think it's because i wonder yeah i, I wonder if his character was like 16 instead of 10 <laughs> yeah i cannot tell how old children are anymore because 
I, when I was working, I mean, the movie only, says 10 at one point. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, when I was doing my time in retail, there were kids walking in that had more facial hair than me. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you on that one. Uh, but yeah, but no, to go back, maybe if he was like maybe a troubled teen where he was always getting into trouble and all that yeah. other stuff. And then he went on like 16 years old and mm-hmm. you see that maybe he put on the waterworks or something like that, probably a little bit more impactful. But I think it's fine for what it is, because this is a very like, oh, I hope mom and dad get back together. Spoilers. Mm, you know, mm, they do. Uh, so, uh, we'll get. To yeah, that. that third act is pretty quick. So yep. <laughs> the third act's really quick. Yeah. Uh, but oh, I don't even know. It's just. The movie. Because I watched the trailer, Scully, Scully, Scotty, whatever and, you say, Mulder. I watched the trailer and I immediately like the, the emotions that hit me. I was just like, cause I watched the trailer before I started watching the movie and I was like, I'm so happy to start watching this movie again. Like, mm-hmm. cause like, That's it's good. just, I guess it's just hitting me so hard in the right spots. And, yeah. um, and like you said, if you don't have that, or like I said, if you don't have that culinary affiliation with it, you're just like, yeah, this is a fine, happy-go-lucky movie. Sure, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's pretty... I do recommend it. It's a dinner movie. I will say that. Not, I, not, not. Uh, mm-hmm. I was gonna say ironically, but that's not. That's like the opposite of being ironic. Um, fittingly, it is a good dinner movie. But I say that though because like shit happens right away, and then you kind of want to just ease back and absorb it. Um, but it, it does throw the exposition. It's like a third exposition and then it's like road trip. And then it's like, boom, story's over. Yeah. Also, Robert Downey Jr. Just being Tony Stark. So <laughs> that's what he does now. That's what he does. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally um, the booties thing was funny like that. That did make me laugh when. So I guess he's uh, got like a like a, he doesn't want to track. So Robert Downey Jr. plays Marvin, who is. Some sort of business. John guy. Favreau's. No, it's John Favreau's ex-wife's ex-husband. Yeah. So if you can figure it out, there you go. But he has to go to him to get the food truck. Right. And uh, he comes in and she. Yeah. And the, the receptionist is like, do you want the booties? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about booties? He goes, she goes either that or if you don't want to take your shoes off. So I guess there's some germ. I don't know where that even comes into play at. I don't know. Maybe that was like an inside joke between him and John or him and Robert Downey Jr. But just seeing him try to walk through there, you get a little bit of physical comedy there. So that was a little bit. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I'm glad it could have, that could have been overdone. I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. Well, what's funny is the, the receptionist who's in heels and the booties is walking just fine. So, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, no, the and, and if you go scene by scene by this movie like we usually do, it's not it's kind of like eh. you're like, all right, whatever. But they hit up. What's great is they hit up some main places. They're in Miami. They're in Little Havana. Uh, they, they hit up. Uh, they're in South Beach. So they're hitting up a lot of these big places. The thing mm-hmm. is, the whole time, the son, Percy, is taking like uh, one second videos. And he's basically without. Oh, by the way, John Favreau's character doesn't know how technology works. Right. So. <laughs> Which that's kind of a big plot point that we sort of just skipped over entirely. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK, I'll, I'll sum it up in a sentence. All right. Uh, or will I? Let me think. Um, Do two sentences. So, OK, well, we already talked about the food critic coming. And mm-hmm. then after that happened or the food critic showed up john favreau quit he goes back to the restaurant tells the food critic off 
Or wait, I think I skipped it. That's the second time. Okay, sorry. Okay, food critic comes, not yes. impressed because they went with the the ho hum meal, and John Favreau finds out from his son being on Twitter saying that you're kind of you're going you're going viral and shit, and then he finds out it's not for the good reasons. It's just viral, and so he gets on Twitter and calls the food critic out, thinking he's DMing him, but really yep. he just tweeted to him, and so he goes back. And John Favreau had quit by then and blows up at him. That viral video happens. That's the molten lava. So, like That's a lot of us lava. in the culinary, a lot of us in the culinary world are like, we know that scene because mm-hmm. we're just like, and I'm not gonna get into it, but I make molten lava cake the way that John Favreau's character says you're supposed to make it, and I'm just like, yes, this is how you make it. It's not mm-hmm. fucking underdone cake. But anyway, <laughs> gotcha. Um. And so that leads to indirectly uh, his social media career. And uh, you're talking about moments. Yeah, it actually helps everything. Yeah, you're talking about moments when you teared up. I teared up when the kid mentioned Vine. (laughs) Yeah, that's. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, Vine. I was like, no. (laughs) Vine. Yeah, Vine's shit. Let's buy that and quit it. Let's 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 bury that quickly. But uh, what do we have now? Fucking TikTok. What do we have now? Fucking YouTube Shorts. So mm, Vine. Yeah. Just why they yeah. enjoy Instagram that? Short or Instagram yeah. Reels is what it is. Mm-hmm. We have all that shit. So so but that's yeah, what he was doing, and that's how it was. Like it it leads to a scene where the cop uh, walks up and says, "Do you have a license to or not a license?" A comedian permit. Russell Peters plays that. Uh, oh, plays is that, that comedian? Uh, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. Okay. Um, but basically, that starts like the. The, the cop, which he rolls up on a gator, one of those fucking, like, not quite a... a <laughs> He's like, in Florida! <laughs> yeah, step above a golf cart, basically. Um, yeah. Like a golf cart. Yeah, he's not. Uh, to clarify, he didn't just ride in on a crocodile. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it was an all-terrain vehicle. Is what it was. <laughs> yeah, and then that started the people kind of realizing, like, oh, not only is he a good chef, but he, this guy's on social media and shit. Like they, they figure it out, put two and two together because the cop is taking selfies with them and shit. Um, yeah. So, but it's. Um, I think that's that that's scene could have been a little bit shorter because it's, it like, it's like it's like showing have. like. Like John Leg, no, it's never been established that John Leguizamo doesn't know how technology works. But the whole right. thing is just like, oh, you got to. I think, gotta, just I think that's. Shit. Well, I think that's Russell Peters being like, "Hey, can I ad lib a little bit?" And like, because Russell Peters is Maybe. a good comedian. He's done a lot of lot of good stuff for the comedian world. Okay. And uh, but that one, you're just like, all right, maybe they let Russell Peters go a little bit. So, which is it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So, it, it did. It definitely wasn't a little long, but it also showed like. I think you could see, unless this is me working in public service, but you could see John Favreau's character being like, Jesus is ridiculous, but also Jesus, he's a cop, but also I don't need to be an asshole in front of my customers either. Like, you know, yeah. there's like three layers of publicity happening right now. It's so. like his character is growing. Oh, there you so, go. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You gotcha. Go. One, I will say uh, one of my favorite scenes was uh, when um, I forget where they were at this point when his wife or his ex-wife calls and oh because she saw them on social media or something and um Uh, they were in austin he goes you know your son can work a grill and in the background he's yelling i had beer and you're like he's like shoving his face to shut him up up. yeah yeah Yeah, it's pretty pretty good good. yeah i I like that Uh, yeah they hit some so i forgot that one of the places they stop Austin is obviously a humongous food hub. Like Austin, mm-hmm. I've said it before. Austin is an anomaly within Texas. 
Mm-hmm. Austin is very LA. And uh they're Austin playing is LA as fuck. That's what it is. They go to Franklin's barbecue. And Franklin's for people that don't know, Franklin's barbecue is that is the barbecue place in Austin. You literally have to get there at like six in the morning and wait in line because they sell out by noon every day. That's also a thing where like barbecue is not the type of it's not like they're out barbecue. Barbecue is a meat in the South. Barbecue is yes. its own thing. It's not just like, oh, barbecue chicken, barbecue shrimp. No, it's no, like no, no, you're no, going no. to have this barbecue. Is, this and is I, Texas brisket. It's like yeah, <laughs> I have relatives in South Carolina, so that's that's what we eat down there. I grits. But I, I like uh, Aaron, who is Aaron Franklin. He's just like he he delivers the lines he needs to deliver, and then he just kind of sits back. Because which person's that? That was the guy that served them the brisket. Oh, okay. I had that was actually the owner of Franklin's Barbecue, and he also has a master's class on barbecuing. I don't even so, remember that scene. What the hell? Because it's the one where they go. John Leguizamo says, "Hey, man, it says they're so close." Oh, they're so yeah, He's yeah, like, "No, yeah, no, they're yeah, holding yeah. for us." They take and they're holding back. Right, right, right. Oh my god! To have Aaron Franklin hold four briskets for you is like, oh my god, in the culinary well, world. The thing <laughs> is, too, is um. Throughout this movie, uh, one of its, uh, I mean, the food is one of the characters, and they they film it so the well. Sound, but, but like the well, I don't even want to get into the ASMR, of the grilled cheese, because that was like too much. Um, but oh, uh, not me. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I do not. I do not like ASMR though. Um, but the uh, this the shots like every piece of meat looks like it's a cloud. Like it's so easy to cut into and stuff, and um, mm. and even and Rachel was saying uh, Rachel likes to cook, but um, my fiance is vegetarian. Everybody, and but mm. she was saying like I don't mind watching like she can't stand, and I I admit I don't really enjoy this either, but the she pig, can't stand yeah. watching like the pig getting laid yeah. on there before it's even prepared and stuff. Like even yeah. that stuff, I'm not a fan of. Like yeah. I don't feel like it's necessary. But we gotta, um, yeah. But, but we but, do do it. We gotta do I'm, it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is she still enjoys watching people make food. So like even seeing uh, the scene we're talking about, like seeing all seeing that meat get cut so that they can sample it and stuff. She doesn't mind that kind of that kind of stuff. But I, I will say though, like I can't eat anything that has a face while it's on my plate. I cannot do that. And so <laughs> yeah, I can't the, do but, it with fish either. But I could live off of shrimp and pasta forever. But mm-hmm. I could not. I would not be able to eat those prawns where you saw their beady little eyes and stuff. I'm like, no, I can. Yeah. Still, their whiskers are still twitching. I don't want this. It's, you know what is that from a Christmas story? It's it's smiling at me. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. And he just but, takes yeah. the head and cuts the du- head du- uh, the head of the duck off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but that's uh, but what I'm saying is, it's like that's how well they uh, capture, uh, they film the food and everything. So that that scene also is even like, man, it looks like it's burnt, but if it's made right, then you know it's not gonna be burnt. Yeah. And what's funny is, little thing is, I actually have made the, I've tried to mimic that. It's just salt and pepper. That's all that air, that oh. Franklin's uses. Yeah. What well, someone else was. It's talking just that about slow. That. It's that. It's literally he's he's. There, he said it was there's there always four days or something. I forget. <laughs> yeah, there's always someone tending those fires, even at yeah. two o'clock in the morning. Like that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like the button. But when Austin. they went to Austin, yeah, when I when they went to Austin, I was just like, oh my god. So where they, where they set up, I knew exactly where they were at, like because gotcha. I've been there. Right. And the for people tour. that don't this know either, like world tour of food people. 
A little bit, at least up until Austin. And then after that, they're just like, all right, the movie's running out. Let's beeline to L.A. So, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, Gary Clark Jr., that was the musical performance in the movie. He's I've seen him live. He oh, opened okay. for Foo Fighters. Right. Uh, I really like Gary Clark Jr.'s music, and I'm glad. I just wish I would have loved to been an extra in this just to be there. <laughs> like, really? That surprises yeah. me. Uh, uh-huh. But no, and once about there is where the fatherly son uh, thing hits and then we go into the final act and all that right. stuff. So Right, right, right. Because um, basically John Favreau's character is like, hey, you got to real because the whole time the son is on like summer vacation. Right. So Sorry, that's I, why I was, he's I was able reading to my this. notes because I I, the, I I missed part of what I was going to say about a scene because it was on like the next page thing. But we'll get back to it at some point. But he's basically giving him the rundown. He's like, hey, you, you got to know, like, things are going to kind of go back to how they were once we get home. And when we explained it, how he, you know, his son's like, I don't want him to go back to the, He goes, I'll, I'll I'll work on the truck on the weekends and, you know, after school. But I just I just want to be here. Yeah. And you kind of that's about the hardest, like, because they're both because John Favreau is very like, it's going to go back to how it was, man, because I'm going to be busy with the truck and all that other stuff. But. Then he gets there and it takes like 10 minutes. He realizes, oh, God, no, I need him. So because <laughs> well, he watches the Vine video. Oh, yeah. He's been taking the one second part. video. Yeah, he's <laughs> been so the whole the same time. Video? <laughs> you were just staring at the food. What is I did. But what's <laughs> weird is some of those one second videos were like. Scenes that were happening that um, happened even before. Well, and it was also scenes of like, was the phone taped? above the steering wheel in the van filming these they like ask an extra stuff. to hold to yeah, take this was... like on the outside yeah so but... uh but no that's like uh you know he's been he's been he... basically vlogging the entire yes. time right and right. Uh, the whole reason that they're so successful especially once they hit new orleans is because the sun has been tweeting and putting this is twi- twitter and facebook before this was before instagram got big yeah so uh so he's been doing all that and also, I think I read a fun fact with Twitter. Like, they didn't have to pay to like use the Twitter stuff. The tweets. Twitter was just like, hey, the yeah, the tweets. He was just like, hey, make the make the tweets look very like animated and cartoony when they leave oh. somebody. So that's why they have like the VH1 pop up video stuff whenever they're yeah, you can, uh, doing you a tweet can get and all that, that which, pretty easily, I'd imagine. Which throws a little surrealism into a very real movie. So I'm okay. It with does. It, so. Uh. Yeah, the um, I realize now what. So speaking of things, kind of not really taking it out, taking you out of it, but I I scrolled back up to my notes here. What did take me out of that scene where he was setting him aside and telling him your quote? Uh, the kid replies. Uh, when he he takes him outside, he says, "Do you want to do whatever? Do you want to do this?" Uh, meaning like with the answer, the obvious answer being no. But instead of saying no, sir or no, dad, he says no, chef, and I'm like. No, that took me out of it. He would not have picked up on that because that's like that's well, what you learn in a kitchen and like in culinary school and stuff. It's like he was not he was literally only in this truck. And unless my only argument, my only counterpoint to that would be that John Leguizamo constantly is calling. Maybe he, he never was, calls him Carl. He never calls him Carl. I no, Well, that he might but... call him Carl once or twice. But mm-hmm. it's very like, all right, yes, chef, like all that stuff. And I want to say that because when they're in Austin, uh, whenever his mom calls and uh, John Favreau says, hey, uh, your phone's ringing to mm-hmm. Percy. And Percy goes, heard. And I was just like, I caught that. And I was like, 
That's another thing that we say right. in the kitchen. When, so whenever a chef says like, hey, we got to like this is walking in the kitchen. So we got this dish, this dish. I got two chickens. I got this, this, this. I, if you're calling out the orders and someone doesn't say heard, I'll turn like I'll turn around because I expo a lot in the kitchen. I'll turn around and be like, did anyone in my kitchen hear that? And uh, I'll hear heard. It. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I, someone has heard it. Yeah. OK. Uh, another one. Another common one is walking in. So that means like two top walking in. We got two. We got a table of two people walking in oh, and all okay. that stuff. Hmm. Uh, 86 is another one. 86 means we're 86 out. It. So oh, 80, 86, uh, 86 chicken or 86 this like we're out oh, of it. Okay. So gotcha. uh, other ones uh, I do hot behind. That doesn't yeah, mean that you have a hot butt. Yeah. No. Oh, OK. See that I was going to say the only thing I learned in terms of lingo was just people yelling out behind as in they're behind yeah. you and stuff like that. So you don't. Because uh, everybody's always holding something that could fall at any second. Well, you, so. well, behind is usually just I'm right behind you. Hot behind right. is I've got something hot behind you. Watch out. Gotcha. So, yeah. And what's funny is uh, I forgot because all of that, when I started going to culinary school two years ago, all that came back to me like, boom. Mm-hmm. And when I started saying that in the kitchen, the other people, the other newer students, because I'm one of the oldest in the class. Mm-hmm. I think there's one other person that's older than me. But a lot of these kids are right out of high school, so they don't know what's French. going on. And I got a couple of them now where because uh, there's three of us that are in our final semester. And uh, it makes me so proud when I hear it because I'll because I expo, like I said, I expo a lot. So I'm like, all right, we got two passes walking in. I never have to turn around. I hear heard right away from mm-hmm. somebody. And I'm just like, oh, that makes me feel so good. <laughs> and uh, and I've actually had a very heart to heart talk with one of my co not co like what are the classmates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's basically said like, Hey, you've been a rock for me this whole semester, like this whole time. Like if you hadn't been in here, like it would have been a lot more rough. So thank you for all that. And that I got teared up on that one. So, but that's listeners. And I'm going to tell you too, Scotty, what chefs, I will say that we are insane. Okay. So I'm going to explain to you what a kitchen, a kitchen is complete, can be complete chaos whenever it's service time but mm-hmm. it is a controlled chaos in a good kitchen it's a controlled chaos right. but i mean me personally i'm the first one there last one to leave and yeah. it can be crazy it can be incredibly stressful it can be i and, but i tell you i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because it is one of the when I'm even when we're right in the middle of it and I turn around and I see the kitchen just going like we're busy as fuck. Like we right. are not so much in the weeds, but we are busy. And when I turn around, everything is running like a very well oiled machine. But then I also see when things happen that put a kink into that machine that I see people adjust because being a chef is all about adjust. Anyone can follow a recipe. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't cook, you can follow a recipe. But being able to take that recipe and be like, hey, I'm going to jazz this up. I'm going to substitute this. I'm going to do that. Well, how about we try with this flavor? I'm like, oh, that flavor doesn't work. That we are a we I think it's it's kind of like we love the self-flatulation. Okay. And but like I said, many of us wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It is. Mm -hmm. It takes a very special breed of people to because like you said, most people should either work retail or or food when they first come into it. Yeah. Some, some of us that of got into service, the yeah. some of us that got into the restaurants, very few of us, but we realized that I realized when I was younger, I didn't re, like I, I remember rem- thinking of it when I was younger, but I never really went anything with it. But I was like, this is like I feel so normal here. 
Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and it just, it's, give me a second. It's, it's, it feels so good. It, I, I don't know how to, it's, I've, I've drank a lot in my life. I've done drugs in my life. I've, you know, all this stuff. It is, there's no feeling that compares to it. There is no feeling like yeah. to be at the, the shift, to be out of the weeds, you sell that last plate and then you just walk out back with your crew. Some, some people light up a cigarette. Some people might light up some other stuff, but you just sitting there bullshitting and you're just like, we did good. We did it. Mm -hmm. Like we got it's very us versus I'm going to say it's, it feels like it's us versus them, but we right. know at the end of the day, it's really not. We're there providing a service to them and we want to make sure that they are happy when they leave because it's our art is what it mm -hmm. is, what it boils down to it. And if our art is shit, then we're shit. Right. We can't like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start crying. So I got to stop. So. <laughs> I had beer. It's so it's it's something that is so near and dear to my heart that and it like I said, it's taken me so long to realize and I wish I would have realized it so much sooner. So. I miss Vine too. <laughs> I cry every night about Vine. <laughs> I get online every day. I'm like, these imposters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, do we have much else to run down of the movie synopsis or anything uh, like that? The end is entirely unbelievable, but it still happens to end it positively yeah in terms of it's just it's so so rare that a divorced couple gets back together but yeah and i haven't gone through that so i, I was don't gonna know that was my that, joke so. i told rachel i'm like well i'm gonna have to tell Corey if he wants to uh get his food truck and do all this restaurant shit he's gonna have to get divorced hallie first <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 we can't do that hallie's no, gonna be there with me the entire part time of the plan, so. <laughs> part of the plan Oh, but man, I when he gets that food truck, when he gets it out, like, because a lot of people, because the whole scene is the food truck is a piece of shit when he first gets yeah, it. Yeah, right. And, but I looked at it and I was just like, God, there's so oh, much potential. And he's in that scraping thing. that stuff that looks like jello, but was not jello out of there. Oh, I, I did was, appreciate probably the most beat. believable thing by his son was like almost throwing up and then being like, I'm not cleaning that out. I'm not touching that thing, you mm -hmm. know? But I yeah. have, I have worked with some people that are like, I'm not doing that. I was like, well, then. Yeah. You're not you're not cut out, man. Like that's yeah. we're crazy. We are insane. Like and mm -hmm. we're also frugal, just like he is in the movie. We're like, hey, we're gonna keep all that. That's a perfectly fine hotel pan. You wash it, scrub it, put some elbow grease in it, it's fine. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh when a normal person would just be like, fuck it, buy a new one. Yeah. And uh oh, I don't know. Maybe I just saw my so much of myself in John Favreau's character. Like, granted, I am not at the level of an executive chef. I know I can be. But I am not there. I'm just coming out of school and all that. But well, you've worked at a restaurant, it, though. I mean, I've managed. I, I was a, a kitchen manager when I was eight, 19 years old. Mm -hmm. So and uh, but I got looked down on on my age. I had a lot of guys that I had to step up and be like, hey, you want to talk some shit on me? You talk shit to my face. You're not yeah. going to walk behind my back and do that shit. I am the manager and I'm the manager for a reason mm -hmm. because I am very. You always see the little. I guess not mean, but it's like the motivational thing where a boss is in the back giving the orders, but a leader is right there helping you pull the line with everybody else. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and I'm a firm believer that that is what I am. I am a leader. I will, I will not ask anyone to do anything that I wouldn't do. Like, I am, I'm about to graduate. I'm a second-year culinary student. I get down on my hands and knees, and I clean those drains underneath everything every week. Yeah. Because I know it has to be done. And uh, 
I don't know, man. It's just uh, listeners are going to be like, man, Corey's not going to have shit to say on the next couple episodes. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> uh, I'm just spilling everything right now. But uh, no, I guess we can get in. Yeah, the, the and I'll agree to the ending is just like, ah, OK, they wrap this up really quick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, to tell people what does happen is he ends up meeting. I forget which town or whatever. They go to Nol- they go to Nolan's instead of Disney. Rachel did not like that. Um, but, uh, of course not. yeah, they eventually, the food critic comes back and like tries to approach him. Oh, his wife or his ex-wife is working in the truck with them at this point. Uh, back in and, LA. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that. She immediately was like, we're not serving you. And I was yeah, like, get Whoa. out. I kind of expected her to be like the, um, neutral party in some way, shape or form, oh, especially no. after she mentioned or introduced his publicist to her ex-husband and all that crap. But no, she that which oh, I, the hell's I was kitchen like, uh, conversation made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Lord almighty. But yeah, I was like, OK, I kind of like now that she's showing some uh, she's being a little fierce. I like that, that she's yeah. not just another trying to be the uh uh neutral wife or neutral significant well i mean she had, i mean and you so, can always tell that they never they never stopped loving each other yeah so yeah, someone yeah. that made her husband or her ex now probably husband is uh like so upset of course she's not gonna she's gonna like get out of here right like, right right i would and imagine so, hallie would do the same thing yeah but like so it's like um so they end up he ends up uh talking to favreau again and he did he had someone else order the food for him so he could try it to actually try his actual food. And then he offers his, he offers him a deal to open a restaurant. So, and that's mm-hmm. what ends up happening. And not only, but the first and only time we see the restaurant is his kids helping at, at the expo line or something. And it then, looks like, very like a home kitchen is what yeah, it looks like. <laughs> it really did for that, for that scene there. But then, you know, you, it's all one shot walking into the restaurant, showing the kitchen, the kids there like sort of working, shot, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, and then keeps falling. There's a party. There's a band plan. Oh, it's a wedding. And they're back together. I'm like, all right, yeah. whatever. We got to. But then it ends right this. after that. You're just yes, like, that because yeah. the story's over. It's done. Yeah. We don't need to tell you. We right, don't need right, to right. see a 15 minute interlude between John Favreau and Scarlett Johansson because they had it. You know that there was a romantic entanglement at one point because of one line. And yeah. then I do like that. I like that he goes, just let me cook something for you. And like, that's your quote unquote sex scene is what it is. Yeah, so. that was so stupid, but that's fine, I guess. Um, yeah, but I'm jealous the, uh, of his studio apartment. I really liked that apartment. Yeah, so. right. Um, <laughs> it, it looked like it was the back of a warehouse, basically. But yeah, uh, the um, but then but then there's some outtakes. And I think that'll lead into the factoids here. But there are. I, yeah, I guess it's outtakes or deleted scenes. Eventually, they show um, Roy Choi instructing him if you keep watching the credits a little bit a little ways in yeah so let's run into the facts and the trivia there the first one that i have is roy roy Choi only agreed to uh, train john favreau to cook if favreau promised to be absolutely authentic in his portrayal of a professional chef from the way that his character carl folds the towels at the beginning of the film to the way in which he cleans his station and i can attest that yes that's what we do Mm-hmm. And uh, Choi also put Favreau to work in several of his kitchens doing repetitive menial tasks such as picking parsley. This training was designed to keep Favreau focused on the smallest of details and to serve as a method acting exor- exercise in order to understand the mindset of a professional chef who must be persistently detailed focused in a pressurized environment, which requires repetitive tasks. The only reason that we're good at what we do is because we do the same thing every day and we hone our skills. There you go. So. 
that's why I like so going into this too if you're interested in seeing like oh I kind of wish those two like did a cooking show that exists on Netflix it's called the chef show where oh, uh, is it really called that yeah it's just the chef show. it's very <laughs> yeah well it's Roy Choi Roy Choi and Favreau in the kitchen cooking the first oh, episode okay. has Bill Burr in there and Bill Burr's like I want to make that grilled cheese so they make the grilled cheese from the movie <laughs> and then they make funny. the chocolate lava cake and then they have okay. the one episode they have Scarlett Johansson on and then uh one they have uh they're cooking at robert rodriguez's house and uh but roy troy it, roy troy is there and he's just like he's the he, roy is the reason that i store all my spices in clear uh little just super people are like oh i want this fancy little glass container for my spices no hmm. i want a plastic little container i have three different sizes so i know exactly yeah. what that spice is the minute i can see it gotcha. so that's uh that's kind of uh, like ours i think you've seen you probably noticed what we have here yeah uh but it's also too john favreau he did his own cooking by training with the food truck that chef uh roy Choi owns he owns uh kogi barbecue Uh, i believe he owns six of those trucks in uh la Mm -hmm. uh he said let's see Choi sent favreau to a week of intensive french culinary schooling where favreau sharpened his knife skills and learned how to make sauces which if you know how to make good sauces you're gonna go far in the culinary world uh, quote, I brought him into the kitchen and he just kind of fit in, Choi recalls. I threw him a couple tests, like a case of chives or a case of onions or peeling two cases of avocados just to see where his mind and his situation and his abilities were and how interested he was in these things. He just attacked them. He really became part of it. Uh, and then eventually, five years after the film's release, Favreau and Choi teamed up again on The Chef Show, which came out in 2019, which is a cooking documentary show on Netflix. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's very good. I fell off of it a little bit, but I need to get back onto it. And then the other trivia I had was the herd and learning the chef lingo and all that stuff. So okay. But uh, let's see. I had another one here that I it's something just small. Uh, well, I already talked in the about the outtakes of the grilled cheese. I found, or it was either in the credits or I found it online. I think it was in the credits. But uh, Roy says to John, he says only when he he's like showing them how to make the real cheese and stuff. He said, or maybe it was something else. I don't remember. But anyway, he's pointing to the food that he's prepping. He says, only this exists. And if you fuck this thing up, then everything else sucks. And that was, yeah, yeah. I remember that scene. Yeah. Because he, he kind of references that in the first episode of the show too. He's just like, hey, cause he's tell, showing Bill Burr how to make it. Cause John Favreau knows how to make it. Cause he did mm-hmm. it for the show right. or the movie. And Bill Burr is just like, I want to make that grilled cheese. And he's just like, this is, he said this right here when it's cooking, he goes, this is the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. He goes, this is what matters right here. And he's not wrong. Like, if mm-hmm. you have that mentality with every dish, uh, it's going to come out perfectly. Like, this is the only thing that matters. So I, I, I know you didn't like it, but I personally love the sound design in the movie. I'm just like, granted, they turned everything up to 11 for you to Maybe. be able to hear everything. Oof. Yeah. Uh, but I felt every crunch of that. I thought I was that grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Oh, when he was making that grilled cheese, I was just like, I fucking want that grilled cheese so bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. My final so. thoughts on this, I wrote here, nothing was surprising. The only strife was in the beginning. I can see why you like this, but it means you're going to have to get divorced first. No, no. That no, was no, my no. notes. Yeah. Very uh, sad, it is a yeah. movie that is very near and dear to my heart. I'm glad I have it. I hadn't watched it since I watched it the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad that was 19 I mean, we years it. ago. No, just kidding. No, no, like no, it. no. Feels like it. It was probably about five or six years ago. Came uh, out in 2014, I, I think. Yeah, but I don't think we. I think uh, we might have watched it in 2014. Whenever mm-hmm. it came on Blu-ray, because we worked at Hastings at the time, so we were able to get used product pretty cheap. 
So I think that's how we got it into the apartment. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't even think, uh, I, you know what? No, I lied. We rented it because I remember nice. Hastings had a rental service and uh, mm-hmm. I rented it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the last movie rental places that you could actually go in and browse like Blockbuster. So, yeah. And we had an incentive where if you brought the movies back, like if you rented it, you had like three days to bring it back. But if you brought it back the next day, you got a credit on your account. So oh there were people boy. coming in every day, man. Like, because your movie rentals yeah, were basically a dollar. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, the movie's very, I, I, it, it's one of my favorite movies. Granted, I have a different uh, sentiment to it than other people would. would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I tell you is there find your movie that does this for me. Like what this movie does to me, I implore you to find a movie that does that to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, yeah. So I guess, uh, how many grilled cheese sandwiches out of five do you give it then? I was just about to ask you that fucking question. <laughs> so, uh, Oh man, it gets, it gets five big ass. cheese, like all the cheese of the grilled cheese, man. I love this movie. It's so One good. Big ass grilled cheese. That's right. That's gonna be on my menu. Big ass grilled cheese. Nice. <laughs> you so. want a Banff cheese? What's that? Big ass motherfucker. Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't like the language, <laughs> don't ask. So, <laughs> so I like I that think... Banff grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it. No, but I mean, it was a good movie too. Uh, you know, uh, I I said to Rachel, I'm like, after we watch this trailer and seeing like who this cast is, I'm actually excited for this one. The chorus recommended. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, you, I, uh, the first thing, the first of the movies that you suggested was Tenacious D, and I was like, God, I'm not a stoner and I'm not in college anymore, so this is not great. And then I was like, <laughs> Why are we watching Dolomite? We what is this movie? And so, hey, that was my fault. I didn't give you the proper order. So <laughs> a thousand percent. But uh, but so. no. So I was like, when I saw the trailer and stuff, I was like, I, and it also I, it was in my atmosphere, as in I had definitely seen trailers, but. You know, we rattled off what came out around this time, so there was plenty to distract you from. Same with Annihilation, there was plenty else to watch that you could easily yeah. uh, miss. This um, I will say: make sure so, to tell yeah. Rachel about the Chef Show that if she yeah. likes watching cooking food and all that stuff, she mm-hmm. would probably enjoy that one too. So yeah, and they make I the beignets. So. They make okay. the beignets, yeah. and uh, well, they fuck them up first, and then another episode. Oh, that was one thing I was going to say. Is so uh, I've mentioned. I think I've mentioned before on. I'm on too many things online anymore, but um, that I was in a touring rock band and uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you, but the bassist in that band, uh, he was the head chef at a restaurant for a couple of years and like during that time and stuff. So, and then the rest of them were all foodies anyway. I didn't give two shits, but I was just good that I was around them um, and also roommates with them. But, but uh, (laughs) the, but one thing we did do is we always tried to find the food places when we were touring and stuff. And Mm -hmm. the, the best place, well, my favorite place that we did go to, because of course, like when we were in Chicago, we got pizza. Uh, this place in Philly, not cheesesteaks, but we had these insane po' boys uh, that were just like the size of your fucking I love bicep, your boy. and yep. they were good. But this restaurant was like, this was all. Or wait, was this? Was it in Philly? 
it might have been in Indianapolis. I can't remember now. Um, You're old. Cities kind of stuff. No, 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 no. If you've done, if you've done any touring, you fall asleep on the van, you wake up, and you it looks the same unless it's snowing or raining. You don't know where you are. But so especially like, up in your area, yeah. Um, yeah, well, we were touring the Midwest, but like it was flat. I remember that. So it was either. So it might have been Indianapolis. But anyway. We, um, if they said the name of it, I'll have to ask Derek what the name of it was, but, uh, like we parked almost behind a supermarket and then we like walked around it to find this restaurant that is like barely any advertising. And then we went in there and it was clearly a restaurant. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. very, very good stuff. Uh, uh, I'll try to find the name. Cause if you're ever out that way, you, uh, you can check it definitely. out. Definitely. But, uh, two advice, two pieces of advice I'll give anybody that's still listening to this podcast is if you never know where to eat in a new city, you ask the locals. Ask yeah, the locals. Scary. Yeah, ask the locals, and I will also say that a majority of the time, the hole in the walls, it's either they're gonna have the best food you ever had in your damn life, or you might walk away with some food poisoning. So right, yeah. <laughs> You just got to take your chances. Majority of the time, it's going to be some damn good food. There was a dude walking around a show. So after we finished a show in Chicago, we went walking around and found another show happening. And when we walked in there, we're like checking the place out, going to the bar. Um, This was also long before lockdown, everybody. But uh, there was a dude just walking around selling food out of a cooler, like on his arm that he was carrying around. (laughs) It was... uh, (laughs) I can't fucking remember. I wouldn't say it was like wrapped like cabbage wraps or something, something wrapped in something. He was just selling them straight out of the fucking cooler yeah. and making money. Like he would walk in, <laughs> not even five minutes. He'd walk out with it empty. Um, but what hustle. I was getting as the part where he is down in, I think it's uh, New Orleans and they, him and his son walk away to get something that reminded me of tour life because there's just downtime and you walk around, you go through yep. and look at like it reminded me of going through Philly before we went to this venue because we parked way earlier. We got there way earlier than we need to. Like the venue's not even open. Um, mm. And so you just kill time walking around and finding food and finding stuff to do. But oops, you're also broke because you haven't played or sold any merch yet. So, you know, yep. tour life is great. If you can do it one way or another, people with people you trust, I highly recommend it. It's kind of the same with chef life, too. Yeah. Do it with people I mean. that you That's, trust. Yeah. But... Tour life is also food trucks. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, we should probably wrap this up cause we're just <laughs> rambling now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, check this movie out. It's, it's very much a slice of life. It's, it's just a fun, Spend like, four bucks, you know? Yeah. Four bucks. Um, yeah, like I, I enjoy this, but I don't, I don't think I'd buy it. You know, I don't think I need to own mm-hmm. it. I feel like I That's got fine. my fill unless I find out there's like hours of extra stuff on the Blu-ray or something. I'll let um, you know. Cause I got the Blu-ray DVD digital combo. So, <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> um, and so, uh, I'm going to surprise Corey with my choice because he's like, I know you've got a music thing to watch. And I got I'm a feeling just, it's not going to be. Yeah. I just like, well, I told you, I'm like in our, in our side chats, I'm like, it's not going to be music because there, that's not, something that exists and i'll tell you why movies like whiplash drumline Mm -hmm. not any part (laughs) of majoring in music or marching band is like those at all i like whiplash but i don't like it because of the music i like the tones of it and the reasoning out the music yeah yeah Um, it's not uh but so but like things like um like um shit what the hell is the queen movie was it just called bohemian rhapsody yeah, it was. Um, that's really good, but it doesn't really show 
the actual struggle. Um, I haven't really seen a movie that's done that. But also, so many bands put out DVDs, uh, you know, the, the the ones that care about their fans, I should say. Um, right. Find, find your favorite band. Find your favorite band's, like, first DVD they've ever released. That would be, because I kept That would be the about, most pure. Yeah, because I, I do, I there's one that I want to recommend, but unfortunately, it's, like, it's the reason I don't get tattoos of specific bands, because you learn later on, like, some of them were total pieces of shit, and you don't really want to mm-hmm. represent what they've done, so... Um, that's a whole other discussion for maybe another podcast, but anyway, (laughs) all that in mind, I am recommending a movie that, uh, might not be as digestible to everybody as it is to myself. I know that Corey will be able to watch it if he hasn't already, but it is a documentary called Not for Resale, and it is about... Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I needed, I needed a reason to watch it. It's about retro game shops. Um, it's produced by Patrick Conti, or is it Conti or Conti? Conti. Pat yeah. Country, um, who's also known as uh, Pat the NES Punk. So whether or not you're a fan of him doesn't really matter. He's he's in this, but it's not like he's Chris. a narrator or anything. <laughs> Whatever, Chris can get over it. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I understand where he's coming from. But he but it's not needed for this movie. Yeah. But yeah. So next time we'll watch not for resale. Um, uh, well, I think John. Uh, what is it? Wolf from uh, Cinemassacre. He's in the, the Angry Video yeah, Game. James Rolfe's in it. Uh, there's a bunch uh, of people in it. Kevin um, Smith, of course. Uh, hmm? I think Kevin Smith's in nope. it, isn't he? You're thinking about the Blockbuster documentary, sir. Oh, yeah. Which that's is done is. by okay. the same people, I think. I could be wrong about that. We'll find out next time. But it's going yeah, on I'm for excited. me, so watch that next. Uh, yeah, so definitely watch this movie that we just talked about as well. And, uh, you know, what you didn't put on here is the ending quote that i have memorized uh, well if do you know where remember, like if people but... wanted to watch that if case they wanted to watch it to oh get sure sure ahead of time episode, do you know they um, could? i think it's actually let me double check i might be a robot for a second on I'm their website sure. right well i'm pretty sure the whole thing is on oh no you can rent it you can rent it on youtube uh, or you can just straight up buy the dvd blu-ray which you should uh, or uh support them yeah, it's a, it's an indie film, so definitely I would say if you've got the spare change to just support them uh, by buying it. But yeah, so you can find it on digital outlets or on uh, buying the Blu-ray. I'll buy it again, whatever. Um, so that should be fun. But did you have any ending thoughts on the food people? No, I mean... <laughs> Uh, if you if you want to know more about Roy Choi, uh, look him up. He's got a very extensive uh, repertoire, uh, and uh, not on the level not, not one of my culinary. He's one of my culinary inspirations, but not like on the level that uh, Anthony Bourdain is and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, definitely check them out and uh, check out the Chef Show. It's better than you think it would be. So better than the name is creative. Yeah, and they also lean very heavily into the food truck. Like, that's the logo of the show and all that stuff. Okay, so. that's cool. Very, very cool. All right, but as always, if you're getting a little bit of static, don't touch that dial because you're exactly where you need to be. You're in the static zone. Just pointed to my crotch. Didn't yes. mean to do that. Anyway. Yeah, you're going to do the, the DDT? <laughs> yeah, all right. Get out of here, you scamps. Yeah, go cook something. Go cook something and play a video game. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up.
Thank you. 